Welcome to Into the Mirror, where we discuss healing and transformations. Today we're on episode 16, Is Hope Harmful? My name is Alexander, and this is Brody. And how are you doing today, man? I'm well, I'm well. Thanks for asking. I think that hope, is it harmful? Maybe in certain very select type situations. But we're going to dive deeper into hope. Yeah, it's a, it's a challenging one because... You don't want to get your hopes up. We've been programmed with those sayings, right? Like, don't get your hopes up. Expect, like, the bad things or, like, everything. Even sayings like, expect the unexpected. Like, it should be a good thing. Like, oh, yeah, an adventure is, like, a scary, scary thing. So I think hope, I, from my experiences, especially with jail and that stuff and prison and then illnesses with people passing away and all that stuff, hope. It's a weird thing because I have tons of hope. I still do. I mean, even when I was going through the hard stuff, I had a glimmer of hope. I mean, if I didn't, I would never have persisted. I, I don't think my consciousness would have hung on on those overdoses, through the sicknesses. You know what I mean? I wouldn't. There's something in my heart that always had hopes, but the expectations I think is what we get worked on. We all expect like being hopeful but not having expectations of bad or good or being is part of the journey, right? Like, they all talk about expectations. I mean, what, what have you found out about that? Yeah, expectations are a funny thing because when you expect something in a toxic way, you, you're bound by time. And we've talked about how manifestation and time there it's not something it doesn't happen in your time you know yeah. if you're expecting to have this much money by next year well expect that it, that could not happen as well and, and be okay with both outcomes and still be like positive like to remove the limiting beliefs right like for me the only way to get out of um when out of prison early right i got out early because my mom um, helped with some attorney stuff and through prayer and meditation her intuition one day she sent it she had a intuition to send an email to the Colorado Coalition and she did because they um, sent me to prison put me in a program but the program was shut down and they're saying you have to complete a program to get out it's that's the system right so right. Um, how do I get out like anyway my mom took care of it I mean she found a solution and these people I got released early. I mean, I got released even earlier than I would have been released if I would have completed like my halfway house sentence. That's what's so amazing. I left, ran from a halfway house sentence, ran away, got an escape charge, got pulled back and literally got out of prison earlier, like completed the whole system faster. That's like the universe. The universe had a faster plan than I did actually. So it's like, that's the other thing about hope manifestation is why I'm bringing that all in is like if I lived in the hopelessness through those things man I felt hopeless sometimes but I tried my best to release it right to get because I got bad news a lot I got shut down rejected no PO you know multiple times sent to different prisons and I just felt like it was a roller coaster of hell like but I had somehow found this harmony starting to form in my heart you know and but hope is a major part of that. I had to be brave and like, 
I don't know. I, it's, I guess it's weird because I have so much hope now. But I remember how it felt to be so hopeless to like think that like there's no good, like the best you've had is the best you'll ever achieve. What I, like those feelings that we talked about how when I had Vicodin for the first time, that that feeling of relief was one of the best feelings I ever had, right? I, that was it, and that limited me for, for so long. I didn't recognize that it's just one step of the journey, and this isn't just about drugs, I just mean about being. Like, I could feel better. Now, in not being limited to, like, chemicals and limitations and systematic beliefs and, and honoring and having faith, like, walking in hope and faith, like, right, at some point, we got to let go of our this horrible belief system and let our hands free to, to, to grab other tools, to do other things, to make a different design, right? Instead of the freaking, like, I think people don't recognize they have all these tools around them to build a great universe, and they're still trying to, like, eat with their fingers and their hands, you know, like, if you will. Like, they're very not recognizing how powerful we are. Like, um, I know you with Hope, like, you're... You sometimes have had some bad days recently, right? Some sadness. Mm -hmm. Like, hope. what do you do? Like, how do you try to maintain positivity and a hope, but also not feel rejection and all that horrible disappointment if it doesn't happen in your way? Yeah, I have, these days I have a whole arsenal of tools to use from what I learned and what I was gifted by others. And... What I always go back to is visualization because I I think in terms of brain a lot because I did have brain surgery however yeah. many years ago and I learned how to heal my brain by learning about it um, and visualization is so interesting like the symphony that goes on with the brain so it sends dopamine dopamine signals down to like your nucleus accumbens which is in the limbic area and from that it sends it back up to the prefrontal cortex and then the prefrontal cortex the symphony leader you know completely orchestrates all this beautiful things with to other areas of the brain and like the occipital lobe and all that stuff which is uh, primary for vision and the reason I'm saying these things is just because I know it works and then like when I visualize over and over and and like try to actually feel it in my heart like that brain heart connection and when I feel it in my heart like you, you can't you can you can look at the mirror all you want and say that you're this you're that but it's not you're not feeling it and yeah, like you have to allow that into your Exactly, and that's why visualization is so powerful for me personally. Because and you were, I hear some. Maybe you do this or you don't notice it, but you're talking in a scientific way that helps, that fits into your beliefs and makes sense, and helps you actually create more hope, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine it happening in your brain, like working in the symphony, and it. Yeah. Like for me, like I know my car is going to turn on, and I know how it works. I have hope that it's going to. I know the system, and it helps me build faith that it's going to work each time, right? As long as I maintain it. And like, like reinforcing belief system. Yeah. Like finding your faith builders. What is your, like, that is a, it's a, like me. I noticed the harmony that exists with my body and mind now. Like I have energy, I'm a spaz and I love it. Like it's a harmonious connection to the universe that I never, I mean, I want to, I don't want to say never from my experience, but 
in my Earth journey as thus far, I had never experienced such wonderful love, such experiences of beauty. Like even in prison and meditation, I had amazing, amazing meditations. I left that place all the time, right? And I learned how to master that brain stuff. Same thing, I, and I created my own visualizations like for my meditations. Like I would imagine my body like a laser cutting my, my consciousness out of my body. So I'd lay there long enough and I would imagine a laser coming and going zzzz. And as it cut me out, my soul was free to roam. And as I did that, I slowed down. I connected to the body, right? The harmony of mind and body was being formed by imagining a feeling. And I, dude, I learned how to do a lot of weird astral projection and consciousness stuff that I didn't even know was possible, man. I heard about it. But and I so thought cool. it sounded exciting as a kid. And honestly, when I, right before drugs started, I found some cool websites I should have. The universe was like, here you go. The way you're going to go anyway, but let's just go through this dark crap before you get there. But um, no, man, like those visualizations are super, super important. So that's right. And like back to hope, like that it's, it reinforces itself. You know, we we talk people talk a lot about dopamine these days and it's true like there's that self-reinforcing thing that occurs you got to have a little bit of hope don't be hopeless like be hope more instead of hopeless like we talked about and you because you need at least a little hope to spark that serotonin or whatever it is you know that that motivates you to not give up on your hopes and dreams or whatever not yeah or healing to let yourself heal and the belief like you have to have the imagination like like for me like to build a treehouse i have to believe and see it i have to like that's one thing i i choose the treehouse shaman name for the thing because i loved treehouses i the inner child i'd go out there as art to me man i'm not a great painter but i can tell you like, with wood and like design and flow it was like perfect left right brain harmony for me right i was hammering nails and thinking of these wild it's amazing and i the joy i think about that and the magic i felt under those trees you know like the hope that i could feel then right it was easier as a kid because i had in as many experiences that beat the sh honestly out of me like through life and confidence so building that hope back is what like sometimes i have to remember those old loving hope memories and just be in those memory, right? Be in my the love that I felt that time and realize I did create that before. I can create that again. You mm -hmm. know, like to the the giving up thing, like to one thing I did for a long time was accredited only chemistry and neurotransmitters for the behavior. Like I didn't put any hope into it. I just put my hope came only through chemical release. And when the chemicals didn't work, because most were placebo, most medications out there are like the mind is what they work through. I, you know, there's the ones that do kill you and your physical body responds, but there's the, the mind ones, right? That are like, this will save you from addiction, blah, blah, blah. No, but I did notice like amino acids and brain and those things help, did help my body find a harmony for sure. Um, um, you talk about that, like those different neurotransmitters. I remember GABA and different things you can take that really were helpful. So like it did help balancing out my mind and body and yeah. all working together, doing the best mm -hmm. I could with, sorry, with any, with both sides, like working with my body, working at, like when I was in prison, I had to think of what I could work on, right? What I could make better and what, um, 
but I had to let go of. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like with hope, you know, we've both suffered from physical ailments or physical limitations at one point. And like when I was having the, the bilateral forearm pain, you know, after years, my body had just had enough of the opiates I'd put in it, the drugs and alcohol, and yeah. it, it was just giving up on me. But it was the forearm pain just felt like they were like little pinpricks all throughout my forearms. And like, that's where I, why I'm so I'm such a big guy on visualization is because I had to visualize me getting better and starting to to my I always just visualize myself doing a bench press completely yeah, healthy. What was the, you yeah. had forearm pain like that's a good way you that pain knocks hope out of everyone. That's mm -hmm. why painkillers can be such a great thing for a while. It removes fear and the pain, the hope is there. Like right? Like people that are dying of ailments that are on painkillers, I think is amazing. It helps them remain that much. The end of their life will be pain, like less pain, right? Less like pain, yeah. And it helps them live longer because that energy, they want to exist. So how did you maintain that desire to like visualize while dealing with the opioid addiction and actual pain? Like that's the thing about addiction is we don't, I mean, I don't know anyone that just started. I'm sorry. I don't, they all had a, some issue, some pain, some heartache that happened that with no coping skills learned, right? No ability yeah. to deal. And so how, like, I know, like, a lot of people when I was in rehab, and I'm bringing this up for a reason, like, would be hopeless. Like, I'm not going to, they thought they would have pain forever because they couldn't take narcotics anymore, right? Like, right. these fears, like, what if I have a car accident? There's Fear and pain is a big stopper. So the fact that you were able to work through that. And it wasn't just the visualization. It was when I came to the realization that emotionals, like I'm emotional speaking about it, but emotions like literally are like the strongest force on this planet. Because like when you have a positive or joyful emotion that comes from your heart, it heals yeah. everything, you know? And yeah, and you can feel it like a grace and your mind comes up with cool thoughts to match it. It's mm -hmm. like the mind's like, oh, we can play that game like a good way. Like, yes, let's do that. Let's not do this torture thing, right? Let's not live in the toxic fear and pain and shame and guilt. It's so... It's relentless, right? It's time to let it go. That's what, like, we can all put our burden down. That's the thing. We can. Our burden can be released. Like, we can let go. Like, I love the movie The Legend of Bagger Vance, the golf movie. I tell you, it was Will Smith. I, the deep parabolic nature of that message in that movie, I mean it. He talks about, you know, the little story is that the guy comes back from World War I. Everyone died except for his in his platoon but him. He, yeah. became, he was like this really great golfer, really good as a kid, as an amateur, but anyway, went to war and he was hurt. No one understood. He became drunk in the town. And anyway, golf tournament comes with, you know, the uh, Jones, um, all the good golfers of the day, right? I can't remember the two names, but very famous. Um, and he played against them, right? But he faced, like in the movie, he was on the golf course and he was about to cheat, Right, he was in the gra away from everyone, and he's gonna cheat. And this is um, what's his name? Not Will Smith, but the who's the Matt Damon? Matt Damon's the golfer guy. Right, right. He's gonna cheat, and he's thinking out, throwing his golf ball like no one's because he's being tortured 
by his demons. You can hear the soldiers. And that message, he's by himself. And at first, this is what I found so powerful, that Will Smith is there on the journey with him at first and says, I don't think you want to do that. You know, the higher wisdom says, your heart knows that, for, you know, honor your truth. And he doesn't cheat, and it was hard to get through, right? He couldn't get through it alone. He needed his help. But then he... It happens in the next day, same kind of thing, but he, Will Smith's not there because he's the mystic master and he knows that Matt Damon is healthy and he walks away into the faraway field, but Matt Damon feels that fear at the end of the golf tournament, right, and he, and he faces it, he doesn't cheat, and he masters the fear and he mastered his, and they say it, everyone has their own authentic golf swing, right? A swing is a vibrational thing. Everyone has their own cret, right? And finding that pattern, that harmony with the body and mind. And golf is really good for that too, but uh, for the mind if you're trying to develop that. Um, but anyway, the story of that, man, like it's beautiful. It really is. If you really watch the movie, it's amazing. But the hope that things get better, that man suffered from a PTSD and one thing that we don't always talk about is terminal uniqueness again that no one understands, that no one can help him, that he must drink in misery and be the town drunk, lost the girl of his dreams, like that was the story, like everything. And, but in the end, he got a shot at everything. Not just the whole, he got it all, like, but he had to be brave and face his fear. He was fine being the soldier, but looking at his heart was the courageous thing. You know what I mean? Like that was the courageous thing. So, um... Anyway, I love hope a lot. So I think that, anyway, I, still, I, I don't know. Is there stuff with hope that you remember that was really helped you, visualization, any? Yeah, another thing is like, you know, stories like you just told us, or I, if you're into reading at all, like you can read about these amazing people like Gandhi and Mandela and, and all these yeah. people where, MLK and you go on and on and basically you're just seeing bits and pieces into how this this individual thought even like you put yourself in Mandela's situation you know being locked in a prison for 27, years. 27 years and it wasn't a nice prison right yeah horrid prison and he was just telling his truth the entire yeah. time how do you have any hope he lost his wife his kids you know, the contact, he couldn't see people for years, you know, horrid, putrid, uh, you know, jail or prison conditions and like just trying to get a piece of bread with like cockroaches in it and stuff like that. Like just horrid, put yourself in that man's shoes or somebody who is in a wheelchair, you know, like who wasn't born with legs. Like there's this one guy. Um, his name's Big Z. I watch him on Instagram. He in inspires me every day because yeah. he was born without legs, but like he believes in himself so much that he's like yeah. doing like kick flips with like the, uh, the a skate. Fire, the, the inner yeah. fire that is found in those yeah. those dark nights of the soul, like I, the separation, like the being away. You find the fire if you are if you're brave, right? If you're like, wait, I'm gonna look at this, and maybe it won't work out the way. I think, and maybe fear will win this day, but it won't win the bat. It won't win existence. It's just part of the journey. Like, it's where, like, 
not giving up. Like as an as someone that suffered with addiction, right? I giving up is something. It's hilarious that I couldn't give up, but I also that persistence to get better was what made me better, right? Like I had to harness that same fire in it to get better. Like in resilience, like waking up in jail all the time or with new charges or like all the all the time. I was like, honestly, I don't even know. I wasn't even. I say I'm not criminally minded, but I didn't feel like I was criminally minded. I felt like I just was doing opioids and sometimes cocaine, and it was making it really crazy at that time. Right. And, um, you know, like waking up through this stuff and being brave and then finding hope that, no, okay, I just need to wait out. Like, you know, counting days. This is the one thing I remember is and I'm going to stop my conversation hope after this is when people – to give hope to everyone, to never, this is one of the most beautiful feelings I can remember in my life now. And it's just, I have lots of wonderful, but there's this guy in my program in prison, in the drug program that was closed down. And I was telling everyone, my heart said I was going home. This is the truth. My heart said I was going home. I was like, I feel like I'm leaving. Like, I just felt it. It didn't make sense. My mind, I was just rejected for parole. Like, I had to complete a year program. But my heart still said, dude, you're going home. Just chill. Like, it felt that. But the doubt, I would feel people. But I noticed I had this hope, this fire. And I started saying, I was like, no, I am going home. And it was hard to say the words because my heart wanted to be authentic. So I had to say, but... Don't let the ego tell you something's not real. Like, say it enough, it can be mad. <laughs> like, so I would feel this heart space, and it didn't make logical sense. It didn't at all, because, and I had acceptance of being there. I said, all right, God, if I need to stay here another year, that's okay. I can do it again. I can, I can do another day. I can do another, I can do it. I know it. And, and it sucked. Like, I feel the resistance, like, to say it like a whiny kid, but I can do it, you know, like, let's, let's do it, you know, confidently, mm -hmm. anyway, and I let go, and we went on lockdown, and all this stuff for, um, COVID, <laughs> this was no joke, I had no idea COVID didn't even exist, right, it was not <laughs> here, I mean, it always has existed in a way, whatever, yeah. but it, everyone, no one knew, that was not on the news, dude, I was saying this, though, prior to that, I was like, I feel it, and they're like, well, just kick back, dude. Accept your fate. Which is like, part of it is like acceptance, but then there's giving up. And that's not acceptance, right? Surrender and giving up are not the same thing, yeah. right? And that is one of the happy balance lines. Anyway, <laughs> a few days go on, and I tell this guy out in the hall, and he's this homeless guy that lives downtown Denver. I'm sure he's free. He's a good guy. Just really nice. And I told him this. He was like, dude, I feel like I'm going home. I... He looks at me and says, yeah, man, I feel like you are too. A homeless student in prison? Yeah, this guy, well, he's a prisoner. He's a homeless guy. His story is that, like his life story. He's just a yeah. homeless, you would, not you, but people would call homeless drunk. That's it. He's right. sober, he's a, but he's a wonderful, nice guy. And the one guy in prison that said that hopeful response, that mirrored, that started to mirror my belief that I was leaving in any way, who would it be that was the first one to leave? I did. Me, the youngest, healthiest guy. I left. I And then the whole program got shut down for a year, which I was telling. I was like, this program needs to be shut down. <laughs> and it happens. Ask. It's hilarious. Like, 
My heart was dead right and it sounds nutty because it is wild. I thought the legal system would never move by manifestation and belief and hope. But, and it happened in a natural way. Like, look, like, think about that, man. I was supposed to be there a whole nother year for sure. I was already done. I was already set to be there a year. And all of a sudden, pop, within four weeks I'm gone and I'm home. And I'm actually not just... Not just in a halfway house, because I'd been rejected from the halfway houses. I was pissed, but I got normal parole. I was literally done. Boom. So, done. What was it like? Like, did they just come up to you one day and said, Jones, you're done? Or whatever. Like, these Joe, because the phone was shut down. My mom couldn't tell me. So, like, <laughs> so I was there, but I could feel this weird, like, like, I was like, what is this? You know, and it also has taught me about intuition. It helped me. Because this helped me build faith, right? Hope helped me build more faith and faith build. Anyway, it was incredible. I had to stop because remember, you have shut yourself off from feeling so much good, right? Hope had been shut down a little bit. And all of a sudden, and even for that last week, I had a fear that was like, they're going to come take it away. They're going to come take it away. They're going to take it. So I got outside the doors and I'm like, drive away, drive away, drive away. So they don't forget. <laughs> don't change their mind. And it was just, it was incredible, man. That's like, it was cool. incredible. Like, and then you get to hear it and see that it's not as scary. You know, you didn't go to prison, but jail, it's the same. Yeah, yeah, certainly, I mean, man. It's terrifying, but I'm saying, like, we all can succeed through those things. Yeah. Like, well, man, I, you're an inspiration to me. Like, I say that as a friend and a brother and uh, everything else. So, you're an inspiration to me. You're definitely, an ins I'm sure you're an inspiration to many others. And, uh, cool. It's uh, if you're out there, keep the hope, keep the faith, because it, it's like your uh, booster. It's like a booster for you. You know, if you don't have that, how are you going to um, it's like your morning coffee, like a healthy coffee, you know, so it, it works. I know your mind will say, you know, it's just a, it's made up. It's woo woo. It's cynical, but persist. And I I know it gets better. Like the, the dopamine, the neuro, all that starts working again. <laughs> and um yeah, it's amazing. But thank you, man. This, it's fun to talk about this and to share this. And I, I know there's a point and purpose for all of it. You know? Absolutely. All right, man. Cool. All right.